0: live from state street in the heart of chicago you are listening to the new home of the chicago bears espn chicago and this is carmen and yerko wmvp wshe hd2 chicago a good karma brands radio station
1: hope everyone's having a great tuesday stay safe on those roads slick dangerous be careful Slow down. Don't drive so fast. Carmen and York live in our State Street Studios. Watch us on YouTube today and every day. Click and subscribe on the station's YouTube page. You can also watch on Twitch. Download the ESPN Chicago app to listen live anywhere. Uh, My good friend uh, friend of the show, Reed Rooney, alerted me to this. Warren Sharp has been all over it this morning. Warren Sharp, uh, one of the great... NFL uh, gambling godfathers out there, a huge one of the huge, big wigs out yes, there. Yes, I mean, the data. If we analytics. we had some movement? If we had some movement? Well, what did you say yesterday about the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: That they want the Kansas City Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl because they want Swift there.
1: Now, I'm going to say as I start this that you don't believe that at all. I, no, 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 but I, I do not know how the league goes about selecting the crew chiefs for these important games. Was this a decision that was made 2 weeks ago? Was this a decision that was made today? Usually what
2: happens is they make these decisions and they don't work like around before they're going to work. Like okay. I don't know who they select for this weekend. I'm assuming The selections were made a while ago, and the crews that worked last week don't
1: get to work the championship weekend. So, like, did the league already have this assignment? But, boy, oh, boy, does it feed into what Yurko was talking about. And NFL Twitter uh, is going crazy. They have a – this is from Warren Sharp. The NFL pushed the panic button. They have a ref in their rotation who is a, all caps, massive edge to road teams. Road teams win at the number one highest rate in the NFL with him. He penalizes home teams in ways no other refereeing crew does. His team has been assigned to the Chiefs and the Ravens. And his team is? That official's name is? Oh, where is it now? It is Sean Smith. And then the other, who's that famous uh, Dove Kleiman, that aggregator, who's got like a half a million followers on Twitter. He just aggregates NFL stories. And I, I, I'm hoping his data is correct. He might have pulled it from Sharp. Sharp may have tweeted this, and I just didn't see it. He had some data. Uh, other, All other referees, and I don't know how big this data set is. He's not I'm, not, I'm not sure, is this this year? Is this historically? Warren Sharp went back over the last handful of years. All other refs, home teams winning average, 55.9%. Sean Smith's crew, you ready? Yeah. 40.8%. 40.8%. What does that mean? Home teams win at a 40.8% clip when Sean Smith's crew officiates. With all other refs, they win at nearly a 56% clip. NFL Twitter is going bananas. They're going crazy. And Yurko said it yesterday. Well, again, is this an assignment that has been made for two weeks? Is this a decision the NFL made today? I'm assuming that I I do not know the answer to that.
2: I'm assuming they worked the four teams last week, the four units. John Smith's crew did not work last week, to your point. So at that point, they had three left. I think they've already assigned the Super Bowl. To somebody. They've already got the Super they? Bowl. And the guys that got the AFC-NFC championships know they're not working the Super Bowl. Do you know what I'm saying? They know they're not working the Super Bowl. Okay. The, the, these crews, this is their final game for the year. They're going to referee the AFC-NFC championship games, respectively. And the crew that's been announced, you could almost go back now and take a look at who hasn't worked to see, like, maybe who is the team that's going to get the Super really? Bowl. Really? Yeah. I, I've got a feeling. But remember, when the playoff starts, how many games are there? 13? Thirteen? So not every crew is going to... There's three crews that don't get the, a chance to referee, right? Uh, there's three
1: crews. If there's 16 if there's, crews... So I would imagine there's 16 crews. Yeah, if there's right?
2: 16 crews. And
1: there's three... And three you know who's one of them? Is that yeah. Brad Allen crew, yeah. right? They, <laughs> didn't they tell them they're not working?
2: So that's one crew. Two other crews didn't get it. Then you had six crews work. I'm trying to find all the crews from last weekend.
1: Yeah, it was Hockley, crews.
0: Vinovich... Yeah, Vinovich. And what were there. the other Vinovich two? Vinovich was already announced that he's his crew's working the Super Bowl. Oh, so, okay, oh, so, so, so Vinovich worked last okay. week and they're working the Super Bowl, Adam? They get some yeah, time off. The on. NFL who, announced it this week.
1: Who were the four from last week, Adam? It was. Can you find that real quick? It was Hockley, Vinovich, and I can't remember the other two. I don't believe Sean Smith's crew was one of them. So, like, had they been saved for this game anyway? Is the league doing this out of a very particular convenience to them because they figure, hey, this guy helps the road teams a little bit more than anybody else? Why not? And do you even believe that that enters into the calculus for the NFL? Or is that silly? I wouldn't totally discount it. The, the Travis. So
0: the Texans and, Baltimore and Ravens uh, was John Hussey. That was John Hussey. Okay. Packers and 49ers was Alex Kemp. Okay. Oh, that's right. That was Kemp because yeah. he calls it, his Alex, games yeah. are usually
1: pretty tightly contested. Uh, the and then it was Hockley.
0: Lions was Vinovich. Was Vinovich and Hockley. Yeah. So
1: So Sean Smith's crew did not work last week. And now they have the AFC title game. It's the first game on Championship Sunday in Baltimore. And the home teams, for whatever reason, don't do nearly as well. He doesn't have as much of that home bias that a lot of refs across all sports have. And that's not to implicate or 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 overly critique or criticize them. There's a natural human you know, condition that sort of plays into home field slash court advantages in sports. Well, and in the, way the way games are officiated, there's a great... There's a great chapter in a book called Scorecasting. If you want to read all about like the psychology, yeah. Uh, you know, people there. think we're tough on
2: referees here in the United States. We're really not officials. We're not compared go to the, Europe. The knuckleheads over they there. Go to Europe <laughs> and, and see what they write about officials. Oh, okay. Michael Oliver, one of the referees. Yeah, I'm telling you, they go after those Is that guys. Right? Yes,
0: they go after them. I mean, we're we're they have entire TV shows yeah. dedicated to critiquing refs yes. from each game. Do they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're teetotalers wow.
1: compared to those guys. So you're you going not do anything. You were on it yesterday. It's feeding into the conspiracy theory, Yerk. Let's run wild that with I mean, it. Sean Smith's crew has been assigned. Taylor Swift's got a concert in Japan. Well, I guess the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I think Adam said that yesterday.
2: She's in Tokyo. Yes. You know what I'm guessing? One encore. <laughs> one encore. One song for the girls. They even announced we're going on two hours earlier, and what are they on? A jumbo jet, right? She's on a jumbo jet to Vegas, baby to Vegas. And right, you leave from the West Coast to go to Japan. Yes, right. So guess what? Easy peasy, no problem whatsoever. They've got the buggy that's full of fuel, and they're getting on there, and they're gone.
1: She could afford to rent any kind of plane she wants. She wants. Yeah, it's you know, she's
2: probably got her own Concorde. They don't have the Concorde. Well, anymore. they, they shut it down. It didn't Concorde. mean they just threw the planes in the garbage. They can't fly the Concorde. she could have. She could have has a, It's called. remember the Concorde. What would her airline be called? Mm, Swift and Furious. I mean, like you have Frontier. You've got Spirit. You've got. You know. You've got all types of stuff. What would her airline be called? Lover. Could be. I mean, why not? You have Virgin Airlines, right? Yes, you do. Why couldn't you have Lover Airlines? Absolutely.
0: Why wouldn't it just be called what her name is? Swift means no, fast. No, no. Why wouldn't it just be called Swift Airlines? I, I said Swift That's and it. Furious. Why you didn't even just, acknowledge it. I thought yeah. you didn't say well, a word you over added, there. Added, yeah, and Furious or whatever it is. What just mean, called fast Swift. Fast and Furious? Swift know. and Furious. I just called no, Swift right.
1: Airlines. Swift Airlines right. is actually a pretty good name for an airline. Yeah. That's right. Swifties. Swift
0: Airlines. Now Swifties are
2: what followers?
1: You're going to get me there swiftly?
2: Yeah, I want to. I want to
1: fly on Swift Airlines. Swift. What do you fly? How about more legroom on Swift, too? That'd be a nice little addition. She's got long legs. Yeah. yeah. Long haired freaky people. Come fly Swift Airlines. We play Taylor music and you have more legroom. That's right. And maybe you'll see Travis Kelsey on your flight. Mm. I'd rather see Jason Kelsey. Really? Yeah, well, I was sure would that. Either one. I'd party with him. The barrel chested man that they, he is. They seem like fun dudes. They seem like a fun I'd, pair like of brothers. Like they have a good time. Yeah, I would like to party with you. Like one. they have a good time. Yeah. I mean, Jason Kelsey was walking through the Buffalo tailgate. He's doing, I mean, I don't know oh, what yeah, I mean, he's, he's going nuts he's with He's retired
2: fans. now. God he's hung bless. up the cleats. Let him have it. The a, man can do what time. he wants now. God bless. Drink beer. He can get drunk. He can have a good time. Go nuts. He can go get children to say hello to Taylor Swift in the stands.
1: He That's don't right. care. You go crazy, folks. Go yeah. crazy. Uh, do you believe Yurko's conspiracy theory and has the NFL just proved it? All right, listen to Greg Olson real quick, Eric. If the Bears move forward with fields, what's the best system for them to run? This is based off of the new hire of Shane Waldron. Listen to Greg Olson break down the system, and I thought some of this was interesting. This was with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday.
3: That, to me, that is the only offense. And I'm, this isn't even just about Justin. If you ask me, all right, you're going to run an offense, Olson, you don't know who your quarterback is, you don't know, who you, you don't know anything about your team, but I, you need to pick right now what system you're going to run. It is not a coincidence that Brock Purdy – And Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and all these young quarterbacks that in a very short amount of time have really grown into real-deal dudes, right? They they didn't have a real – I mean, C.J. Stroud had no transition. I mean, he he was great as a rookie. Jordan Love, yes, he sat behind Rodgers for years. First time stepping on the field this year. Brock Purdy, this was his first full season. He took over last year in like week 14. For them to have the success they did, it is not a coincidence. They're all playing in the same system. They, Tua, down in Miami, same system. To me, that is the system that every young quarterback could benefit from. So I, if they do stick with Justin, I think it's a good sign that they brought in Shane Waldron. Obviously, he comes from that McVay background. He did a little bit of it. You saw sprinkles of it in Seattle. Sometimes the personnel and whatnot, the philosophy doesn't exactly allow him to like do it to the nth degree. If he comes in and he runs that system at its truest form, what we've seen out of San Francisco, what we saw all year... Matt LaFleur probably ran it the most pure of any of the coaches around the league, right? Shanahan's evolved a little bit because Purdy's got some things that he's done that he's good at. And down in Miami, McDaniels has altered it just because of Tua and those wide receivers, and he's put a spin on it. But LaFleur's system, what he ran, I think a guy like Justin, getting him under center, getting him on the move, getting him boots, getting him easy throws, take some pressure off the offensive line that you're not just sitting back there and shotgun all day saying, hey, rush the passer. I think that system protects the quarterback and the offensive line better than any system in the league. And uh, Detroit this weekend with Ben Johnson, same you know, right. same idea, same philosophy. It's not a coincidence. The teams that have success offensively are all, in essence, under the same tree.
1: I thought that was interesting breakdown from Greg, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the Bears can't make it work if they do keep Justin with Shane Waldron as their coordinator. Even though Gatsy comes from kind of the same tree, there are some different styles and nuance to what they do, and. He, the, I thought it was an interesting point about maybe getting him under center a little bit more and still utilizing particular aspects of Justin's skill set, making this offense much more dynamic and much more efficient. 312-332-3776. If you want to ring us up, uh, Brian is in South Bend. Whoa. Hello. Hey guys. Hey guys. How you
3: doing today? What's going on? Hey, just want to build on uh, what your previous caller was saying Mr. missing CJ Shroud. I mean, there's no doubt about it. that CJ Stroud is a is a great talent, but if the Bears would have taken CJ Stroud, you would have no DJ Moore, no number one pick, no Tyreek Stevenson, no 2025 number two. That's true. So, and and also no Darnell Wright. So, and you're you know you, you play pro ball. Where are games one? They're one in offensive line of scrimmage. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yep. So they, they they've got to keep building that offensive line. Got to keep building that line. Um, so yeah, like, if I were to play G- if I were to play GM, I'd trade back. I'd get more draft capital. I'd take Marvin Harrison at three if I could, and I would. Uh, I'd take one of those left tackles, whoever's left at number nine. Yeah, so far, a- so far, not
1: a, so far not, and Brian, thanks. Uh, not a lot of buzz connecting the Bears to the tackles right, just yet. Right? They well, might I'd, be happy with Jones like, and Wright. They like Braxton Jones yeah. for some reason. They're definitely happy with Wright, and they should be. Yeah, they look like they got a player in Darnell Wright, and they they, they need a center, like, guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's what they need is a center. Yeah,
2: I think a center, a, a center, kind of pieces it all together. Wouldn't it would be nice to get back into the second
1: round and draft a center. And the right? uh, yeah, well,
2: that'd be nice. Yeah, you got to acquire a draft choice. You got to get way. a draft choice though. Yeah. Uh, the tackle from Penn State would be available. I think Joe Alt's gone before night.
1: Most of the mocks would agree with you at yeah. this point that he won't be there at nine. The tackle from Penn State has a better chance of being there. Rashawn, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll get back out and grab some of your calls. Uh, fun night in the NBA last night. Not for the Bulls so much as they blew a huge lead in Phoenix, but uh, it was historic. Talk about that a little bit. If you got Bears mock draft thoughts, things like that, three one two three three two three seven seven six. You can ring us up. Crosstalk at two with Waddle and Sylvie. Boys are. Going to get you home today, 2 until 6. Black and Abdallah on tonight, 6 until 8. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We have Wolves tickets to give away. We'll do that in a little bit. Cross talk with Waddle and Sylvia 2. It's Carmen and Yurk. Historic night in the NBA last night. For just the fourth time, you had multiple players going for 60-plus points. Only the fourth time in league history it's ever happened. Do you know the last time that happened? The last time four players put out
2: 60 or more 60 points. 60
1: or more points. Cat finished with, what, 62? Embiid had 70 uh, Minnesota lost, believe it or not, to wow. Charlotte. And Chris Finch went after his guys afterwards. I'd like to have 62. You lose, and your coach is ripping the team afterwards. That's what happened with uh, Minnesota. They've had a great year, but that was a bad last night. But Embiid's team won. They held off. And, boy, Wemby's game got like lost in the shuffle. Wemby played well. Um, the last time that happened. The last time asking. that happened. Uh, two players with 60-plus points in the same night. It's only happened four times in league history. I'm going to say 1994. 1978, it was the final game of the 78 season. It was April of 78. Was it David Thompson? Yes, and I'm trying to remember now the other guy. It was David. Oh, I know who it was. Go ahead. It was David Thompson. Is 100% right. And Pistol Pete Maravich. Nope. I believe David Thompson, with his performance that night, secured the scoring title for the year. Oh. And then the other guy. No, I not uh, The other guy came to the Bulls late in his career but was not nearly as as good as he was on the first team he was on.
2: David Greenwood. Not David. Greenwood. No, Who was? It? Who
1: was? It? Iceman, George Girvin. Oh, George Gervin. They both went for 60 plus. They were trying to get the scoring title from each other. Correct. I got you. And David Thompson I believe ended up winning it. So he had just the fourth in uh, instant ins, instance me? instance. Instance. Uh, in NBA history where multiple players go for 7 uh 60.
2: Here's what i, I there was, was a night. You know me. There was a night at the end of the year where David Robinson, yes, like in '90, yeah, was going after it with Shaq Fu, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, and he had one of those 70-plus point games. He did 79 points, I believe, and Shaq Fu had 55. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you know me. This is what I start thinking about then. Uh, Embiid's season has just been uh, phenomenal, remarkable. Yeah. Joel Embiid is now averaging 36.1 points per game this year. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. First of all, he's averaged over 30 each of the last two years. Do you know the only other center to ever average 35-plus points per game in a season if he can maintain this pace? Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain is the only one. Yeah. He's the only center in the history of the league that for a full season has ever averaged 35-plus points. And I think Wilt did it like seven times or five times, obviously. But if Embiid can stay above that threshold, he will join Wilt as the only other center to ever do it. Okay, so now here's my other – here's my questions for you guys. Let's have some fun. Yes, I'm listening. The last center – to average thirty plus points per game for three straight seasons was—it's not the same guys. What you are telling me? Somebody more recently hasn't. Wilt obviously the last did. Guy, it. Yeah, but who's the last guy to average thirty plus points per game for three straight seasons? And it wasn't Shaq. Shaq never averaged thirty. He came close. He averaged twenty nine point seven. Was as high as a better free throw shooter. He would have a hundred percent. David Robinson. Good guess, but no, never averaged 30. Hakeem Olajuwon. Another great guess, never averaged 30. And remember, this guy did it for three straight seasons like Embiid is likely to do. Am I going younger? Those guys never even am averaged I, it in one season. Older, older, older or older. younger? So it's older. Think about a team that when he did this for this team, oh, they were... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nope, nope, there's a guy who did it more recently. Kareem did it three years in a row okay. once. Okay. So more recently than Kareem. This guy... Patrick Ewing. Nope. Got to go back farther. God, this guy did it for a team. This is so hard because you never think of like, oh, if you can, if you know the history of the Clippers, Elgin Baylor. Nope. You got to go back to its original location, and that might help. Kansas City. Nope. San Diego. Before that, Chris. San Diego. They were were somewhere before they were San Diego. Cincinnati. Nope. And then once I give you the team, Yurko, you might be able to pull it. He was a Buffalo Brave. Buffalo Brave? Kelly Tripuka.
2: (laughs) How to to blank am I supposed to? I almost swore on the air. Bob
1: McAdoo.
2: Uh, The last guy to do it was Bob McAdoo,
1: 74, 75, and 76. Bob McAdoo averaged 30-plus points per game for three straight seasons. The only other guys who have ever done it in history are McAdoo, obviously. Wilt did it. And then Kareem did do it. He did it, like, from 70 to 72, I I think. 70, 71, and 72. Those are the only guys that ever do it. And Embiid might this year. I mean, I would think. I don't think Embiid's going to drop off enough where he doesn't average 30 a game. It's incredible. And the amazing thing is, with the new rules, he might not qualify for his second MVP award. Did you know that? Why? Because you have to play 65 games. I think that number's a little high, personally. I think it should be like 62. Well, that's 17 that you get off, right?
2: 17, yes. 16. It's, uh, it's like 80% people. of the games.
1: Yeah, 80% of the games. And I think it should be more like 70, 75%. That's just me. He's already missed 10 games. So he doesn't have much rig- wiggle room left. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Is it just rest games? Or is he it- was hurt. He was legitimately dealing with a, it was a foot injury or an ankle for a little while, wasn't it, that knocked him out? And he's missed 10 games, so like, he might not even qualify with the new rules. Who would you rather have, Embiid or Jokic? I'd probably tell you Jokic. I wouldn't probably. I would tell you Jokic, but I've been singing Embiid's praises for a a long time now. I mean, he's he's pretty special. He's wonderfully effective. In case you're wondering, like, what's the lowest number of games historically where guys have won MVP awards? Yes. So Giannis in 2020... Played 63 games, but that was COVID. And so he played a higher percentage of the games. Right. But uh, he played in 63. LeBron, when he won it in 2012 in Miami, Yerk only played in 62 games. So LeBron missed 20 games that year and was still the MVP. And then the really weird outlier. But the league was different back then. I just think voting was different. You got to go back to 78, Yerk, when Bill Walton won it in Portland. Walton only played fifty-eight games that year. Yeah, and Walton won the MVP award for Portland. So those are like the kind of yeah. outliers. I would have thought it would be Maurice Lucas on that team. No, Walton won. Yeah, Walton won that. Walton won in seventy-eight. And did they win the title or did Baltimore win in seventy-eight? Baltimore. Or, Who's Baltimore? Well, Baltimore. They back then they were the Baltimore or Washington, I guess. They Washington, was Washington Bullets. Bullets. Yeah, they might have been Baltimore back then. Or Washington Bullets, whatever. Who won it? did Did Portland win in 78? I'm trying to remember. I'm assuming I know, they did. I, Is that I, their only one? You know what? You might be right about that. Yeah. And Walton was the MVP that year. But, I, look, I like the rule. I think it's helped. Like, Chris has always made the point. Play. You want your guys to play. Like, Kawhi's playing. For the first time in years, Kawhi Leonard is on the floor playing, and the Clippers are playing great basketball. So the spirit of the rule is good, but if a guy's been legitimately hurt and he happens to miss 18 games, you're telling me he can't be the MVP if he's going to have a season like Joel Embiid is having? This is where it gets a little dicey. Like, that's the potential unintended consequence, isn't it? I'm looking at Washington beat Seattle. Oh, Washington beat Seattle that year, seventy-seven,
2: seventy-eight. So Washington was the champion that year. In seventy-eight, seventy-nine, the two years in question, um, Seattle beat Washington. So they
1: must have knocked. They off. went back and forth. Yeah, I can. Uh... But anyway, like, is that the unintended consequence of this that we don't like? If Embiid ends up missing eighteen games, not because he's been dogging it or load management, if he's like legitimately been dealing with an injury. Portland won in seventy six. Oh okay, Portland won in seventy six. Okay. Seventy six is when Portland won. And so in, in his MVP season they didn't and they must maybe, maybe were maybe upset in like the Western Conference Finals or something by Seattle. And it, I felt like I felt like the Bullets won in seventy eight. That's why I was like, I don't think they won it that year, but I digress. That's okay. It doesn't really matter. It's not the ultimate point. I agree with you. But it doesn't matter. So if, if, if Embiid plays sixty three games, is that too few games for him to count towards? Like, to me, that, well, they, that's they, still a they, high they, percentage of their games. But, but they've drawn the line that they, they 100% have. There's no gray area. You know exactly what you're doing. So he and doesn't have much happening. wiggle room, York. Like, if you take the number of games he's played versus their team games and just say, okay, this is the average the rest of the way, he's going to be short. You know, he's going to yeah. end up at, like, sixty. Yeah, he won't get there. He, he won't, won't get there. there so he'll 62. be ineligible. Yeah. Nobody's fault. Just that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And so I think Joker is still the favorite right now, if you I'm got, not you mistaken. You got odds? They're jo- playing Indiana. Uh, I, I can They're playing them. Indiana tonight. They are playing in Indiana tonight. Yes, yeah. you are correct. You are correct. Seven the o'clock the, the so Nuggets you- are. The over-unders are already here. Joker's played off 43 games. I think Joker's your favorite. I can get that real quick. Hold on. Do we want to do a... Um... Well, I think they've, they're already factoring it in. You know, because in, in, in another otherwise normal circumstance, I think Embiid would be the obvious front runner. You know, he'd be the favorite, I, I would think, right now. And what you see a lot in the way this voting goes is guys win it in pairs. You know, like Giannis won back-to-back. Michael once won back-to-back. Um LeBron's one back to back. Uh uh Joker won back to back. They don't like giving it out three straight years. They never do that. But for the great players historically, you see a lot of these back to back. Magic, Michael, LeBron, Joker, Giannis. Like you see a lot of the two, 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 and then they never give it to him a third time. You know, right. it hasn't happened since, never see it again. hasn't happened since Larry Bird in the eighties. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like you'll never if Michael so, never did it. I've
2: got Joker's numbers real quick. 28 and a half, over or under. Joker's number tonight, tonight. For tonight, over or under. You want to do a three uh three-way parlay? I know you hate parlays. Yeah, I do. Uh over under 20 and a half. That team gives
1: up so many points. In, I'll say over. over.
2: 11 and a half free bounds, over under. Over, a lot of possessions. Nine and a half as assists, over and under. Under. Cuz
1: so going cause cause I under want to play under on one of them. But they yeah. there's so you, many
2: possessions in those games right. against Indiana. And, and you're talking about um so many. I think that's
1: over over over. I think the one he might fall short on is points. Maybe. Maybe the other two are more logical just because the yeah. sheer amount of possessions and he's everything kind of runs through him.
2: And if he's having one of those days, I mean, he's shooting. Jokic is shooting worse from the field and worse from three point this year. Still great at the line, mm-hmm. but his uh, his
1: percentages are down from the field this year. For what it's worth, points bet still is listing and beat as the favorite at plus. This is points bet at plus one thirty five. Joker's two and a half to one. SGA's three and a half to one. God, what a year. That kid is so good. Is that Carter John Anderson? That is Shea just alexandria okay. And then Luca is uh, your longer shot on the board. He's 10 to one. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Lost in the craziness of the NBA last night was the fact that the Bulls blew a huge lead, too. KD went nuts in the second half. He had 30. They have a double pumper to finish the game? It was incredible. Bulls shot the lights out in the first half from distance, you know, and then couldn't make anything when it mattered in the fourth down the stretch, so. They lose to the Suns in Phoenix. Suns are starting to play a little bit better after a very clunky start to the season. Uh before this segment is over, we will give away some Wolves tickets. We have a couple of four packs to this Saturday nice. big tilt against the Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals with, uh, coming in into town, huh? When are we doing the uh hockey game against big Waddle and Sylvie?
2: Oh, they don't want they don't want no piece Oh, are they that. ducking
1: us now? Yeah. There's a couple things that we've
2: got to get done that uh, we've promised the audience. One of those is the Taste Olive of Garden. Italy. Yeah. Yep, we're gonna tour do that. Italy.
1: The tour of Italy's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, actually. What are we doing? We'd what like to of set Italy? a date for that. I, I don't we'd know what are We'd like you're to set a date about. for that. What do you mean? What do you mean?
2: What do I mean? I mean, we'd like to set a date for it. That way, we can then put that on the calendar and then do something else later on. Don't know what you're talking about. We have, well, the hockey event that we can have with Waddle and snow No, celebrity. I mean, I don't know about then the cries taste of Italy. Italy. I, can't I don't know what you mean. The cries of we can't skate fall on deaf on ears. Deaf ears. We, we don't really care. We have no sympathy for yeah, it. Yeah, Zero. Put Sylvie in the goalie equipment and let us just start taking some slappers and wristers off his skull. Can
1: you imagine? Oh, I can. Can you imagine? It'd weigh him down. (laughs) Yeah, we got to make that happen. And I I think our friends at the Wolves would help facilitate that. And then we do need to find a time to do the tour of Italy. Absolutely. (sighs) Tour of
2: a tie. It's right there. It's around the corner. What it. you've got to do is embrace it. Embrace it for what it is. Your lack of handicapping skills uh, for the playoffs. I wouldn't and say for that's your handicapping. For your predictive skills. Yeah. That's... Uh, for what the NFL season was going to be all about. Now, what, did I get? Be like 10, what did I get?
1: 10 out of 14, nine. right?
2: You got 9 out of 14. I got 14. 9 out of 14. Yeah. That's pretty good. Usually. But not this year. No, not this year. It wasn't this good year, enough. It wasn't good enough. Which is going to take you where you're going to take it. We're going to enjoy that day. Minestrone. I'm not going to enjoy pasta fagiul. Uh, uh, the the four corners of Italy we're going to go to. <laughs> four corners. Four of Italy. corners of Italy. Well, you do kind of have four corners if you think about we're it. We're going to go to Trieste, down to Bari, over down to, to Calabria. Yeah, you exactly. Can,
1: yeah. You could do like over, all the great places. You could do like Genoa. Yeah. Like Venice. Calabria and Bari. You yeah. almost do have, or Abruzzo, something yeah. down there. Abruzzo. Abruzzo, yeah. 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 You know, you, you kind of have the four corners.
2: And I think on Friday we've got some you sandwiches just... coming, right? We've got sandwiches yeah. coming.
1: Jameis yeah. lost a bet to us, and he's going to send us, speaking of Bari, he's going to send us Bari sandwiches. So I can't wait. On Friday. That's going to be delicious. Yes, yes, yes. Do we have an order put in for that, Adam? Well, he's already got it. He's got a pad the order. The usual order, yeah. Yeah, the usual. And then yeah, something different. I gave him, something different I gave the usual?
0: Him. I I gave him something I think you guys would like. Okay. Yeah, I think Adam knows us well enough. I don't think it's... Yeah, enough. I think he knows us too. Any big secret? Adam if if Olive
1: Garden shows up here on Friday,
0: Adam, I swear yeah, to God, well, it will be fair. Olive Garden. Don't I worry about that. It God. won't be Olive Garden.
1: But if it was, I'd be very
2: happy. No, you wouldn't. I would. You don't get the bottomless salad You'd be taking bowl, a tour know? of Italy in yeah. sub
1: form. We don't get 50,000 breadsticks coming at us. I know that for sure. Any chance you guys want to take me to Italy for real and just forget the whole Olive Garden thing? Can we thing? leave there? Like, can we, as yeah, long as you're sure. still We're paying leaving. for
0: it, that's fine. No, no, you'd have to pay.
1: Any Any chance we could do that? Yeah, okay, I'll stay.
0: Why can't they do a soccer game or a a, a soccer game? They do tons of Uh, soccer. Why can't they do an NFL game in Italy? It's easy.
4: I know the answer. They They don't don't care. I know. They don't
0: care. They don't care
4: at all. They don't like football. Two years ago when I was there in September, no bar. Not one. Not one. Now in Sorrento, there was one bar that was an English pub that had one what? Hold on,
1: Steve. Hold on.
4: Steve,
1: hold on. Go ahead, Chris. What's your deal, Steve? I
4: did.
0: I put Steve on Hold on, Steve. Hold on, <laughs> ahead, well, wait, deal, Steve? on he Steve.
1: Hold on. Hold on. So, in an English pub in
4: Sorrento, there was an English pub. They were showing one TV. They were showing Packers' lines Packers on lines. an NFL Sunday. Yeah. Uh, listen. One, one TV in the English pub. But the only reason they were showing it there was because it was an English pub. You see what I'm saying? Of because course, Right. English they, people do like NFL football. They do. Anywhere else when I was there, you didn't even see gear. You didn't see hats. Nothing. You didn't see NFL anything.
1: I think that's At all. The, yeah, I think that's
4: they why do they not don't have care. a game there.
1: I would be fabulous. It'd be, fabulous be awesome. Oh, my God. They don't want it. I don't, they might not want they it. They don't care. The Italians are weird like that, too. You know, they're very... That's my people. I they're can... wonderfully special.
4: Yeah. yeah. They don't want our stuff. They want their stuff. Yeah. Before That's we... what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it He's is. Let's find right. out what Steve thinks. Before we yeah.
0: finally move on from the uh, NBA talk, though, uh, the Bucks have just fired Adrian Griffin. Boy, that didn't take long. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
1: Holy cow. It's from Woj. Woj. And they're second in the conference, and they're firing the coach. Well, how dysfunctional could you be when you're <laughs> second in the conference and the coach is getting fired? The first-year coach is getting fired. This is his first year, right? He just got that job, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah Budenholzer got fired yeah. last year. Oh my goodness, boy! So much for the Hawk uh, saving things in Milwaukee. They got a weird thing going on, man. They've had some infighting, but they're thirty and thirteen. But they've been complaining about him. It seems like uh, since week two. So Adrian Griffin is out. Miami made a trade today to strengthen the roster a little. They get go younger. They traded. They swapped out Kyle Lowry for Terry Rozier pretty good trade i think at least on the surface it seems like it is for the miami heat and the bulls just you know still waiting doing nothing uh chris and adam had sent me something this morning who was it that reported at this time guys because i know it's i know Yeah, dave mcminimum uh, said it and i know wendy has been on this like the lakers aren't interested in dealing with the bulls right for zach like they don't want zach
0: it was an article going through what the Lakers could do at the deadline, and like one of them was Stan Pat, one of them was trade options, and Zach Levine's name came up, and he was like, sources are telling me that the Lakers have no interest in Zach Levine.
1: And Wendy's been saying that for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That it, yeah. It, it ain't going to happen.
4: Well, he's a, he's a player that gets paid as a number one who's like a three.
1: What I, team wants that? I still always thought they'd be able to find a trade partner. I guess I was way off on it. They that. had to
4: move him before the max deal. That, that was the conversation. That's mm. what had to happen. Come
1: back to bite him, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I thought they'd always be able to move that contract with them. Maybe it doesn't look like it right now. Elmer, Steve's on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Steve. Sure, go to Steve now. Yeah. Steve. What's up, buddy? What do you want, guys. Steve? Good afternoon. Pal. All right, so,
5: so earlier, some some guy had called up and he was talking about how we don't have a uh, a pick between number nine and seventy five. Well, here's the thing: if you trade fields, then you're gonna get a pick between nine and seventy five. You could even get two. Yeah. So, you know, it, that that solves that problem. And for all these people who want oh, you know, it's it's Fields and then you trade the the pick and then you're gonna have more assets, you know, draft capital. Well that's true. But look at it this way. You you pick Williams, you trade Fields, you get one or two picks for him, now you got those picks, plus you got another twenty five, thirty million dollars under the cap because you're resetting the quarterback. Uh, clock there so you know that makes a huge difference to me you look at if you try to trade that number one pick what are you getting in return you're going to get a ton right if you try to trade fields what are you going to get well if somebody offers you a first round pick and it's it's remotely possible i guess if somebody's really desperate you know they might say you know later in the first round or something but Probably a second round pick is as high as you're going to get, and so that tells you what other teams are looking at this the same way. Hey, we don't want to pay forty, fifty, fifty five million dollars a year to this guy because he isn't elite, and uh, and so they're not going to offer you a lot. And that, that tells you all you need to know.
1: Kuiper keeps insisting, and uh, we'll read it again when we come back next from his first mock draft that the Bears could get a first rounder for Justin Fields. Steve, thanks for the thoughts. We'll go back over uh, Mel's mock draft a little bit. That's how we started the show. We'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up at 2. Black and Abdallah on tonight, 6 to 8, after Waddle and Sylvie. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. But I promise those Wolves tickets. If you want to go see the Wolves this Saturday night at Allstate against Milwaukee, callers 10 and 20, you win four packs right Wolves. now. Thanks to our friends at the Wolves. Visit ChicagoWolves.com for tickets 312 332 3776. You guys win if you're callers 10 and 20. Get a couple of four packs for Saturday. Mel's mock draft is out at ESPN.com. He's got the Bears staying put at one and taking Caleb Williams. He writes at the end. Chicago doesn't have ideal leverage to trade Fields, but it only takes two suitors to create a market. Remember that when the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen one year after drafting him number 10 overall, they got a second-round pick from the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears get a first-rounder in return for Fields. You know, he said that on his podcast and on shows, and guessing Mel's hearing that from somebody within league circles, that it could potentially net the Bears in number one. That'd be incredible. Mm -hmm. I thought it would look a lot like the Sam Darnold deal from a couple of years ago. When well, we'll find out. Carolina traded for him. Possibly. We'll find out. He's got Jaden Daniels going two, Drake May going three, and then he's got the Bears staying at nine, drafting Roma Dunze, which I think a lot of us would love because I, I think he's going to have a bright future. No defensive player, no tackle there, and Yurko's pointed out, he thinks they like Braxton Jones. And so if that's the case, they're going to look to upgrade that line, but they're going to do that later when they draft a the center somewhere later in the draft. And... They've one way or another, whether it's the pick or field's yerk, yep. it seems like they'll be they're going to find their way back into the second round, and that's where their center could come from. It sure feels like they're going to find their way back into yeah. round too.
2: I think they're going to have to,
1: yeah. I think they're going to have to, and more importantly than
2: anything else, offering up the values and the lessons learned from last year,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, analyze those top three quarterbacks and find out who's the best quarterback. Analyze them, yeah, you know, even the fourth and the fifth. And if you got a feeling that somebody's better than the other guy, then put yourself in a position to be able to get that person. Yeah. And if it's Caleb Johnson, you're not going anywhere.
1: Caleb if it's Williams. somebody
2: else, Caleb Williams, thank you. If it's uh, somebody else, then you've got to be willing to move. You've got to yep. be willing to make a – because the order is kind of set a little bit. With a flop of Daniels, uh, Jaden Daniels, and uh, Drake May. Drake May. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But you've got to be ready to maneuver. But you've got to be able to identify a quarterback if that's the direction you're going.
1: Eric in Orlando on ESPN 1000. Hello, Eric. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, man? Uh, hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about this conspiracy theory there, Yurko. Um,
5: so there is, you're telling me that the, that the NFL is going to risk. They're a multi-billion dollar business just to have Taylor Swift on for 10 seconds? Yes. Yes. Come on. That's you're you're, 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 you're been hell hanging on out me.
2: with Pete the Greek too much. It, it scares the <laughs> living hell out of me. That's what I'm worried about. That's good, Eric. It, it does scare me, though, Carmen. That was funny. I didn't come up with the officials, Eric. Carmen came here with the news today. Yeah. That uh, the official that's working the game is a big road bias, yes. according to his, t- st- his War- statistical Warren- analysis.
1: Warren Sharp dug up all the research yes. from True Media. I didn't and do they that. Very
2: much, that crew very right. much leans road teams. I didn't do that. Carmen found that information today. And Carmen said it leads a little bit of credence to them wanting to have uh, Kermit the Frog and Kelsey and every other commercial that he's in uh, into the Super Bowl. Now, and I- it just happens with all that. You get the, the flying, traveling Swifty on the mobile, and she'll be there, too, for the Super Bowl in
1: Vegas, baby. Now, I don't buy into these conspiracy theories generally. I, I just I don't. I think there is a lot of risk that's involved. It's a lot of... Uh, I, I don't know how you keep something like that quiet. I don't know how you... You know, where you draw the line to who knows about it and who does it, and what's the level of involvement. I think there's too much that goes into it. It's too risky. And I generally don't believe in these conspiracy theories. You can't guarantee something's going to happen, but you can make conditions quite favorable. Well, and that's an interesting way to put it. And maybe they made things quite favorable for Kansas City by assigning the official that they assigned. Steve's in Atlanta. Hey, Steve. Hello. Hello. Yeah, what's up, Steve?
2: Hey, guys. How you doing today? Great, man. Good. Hey, I got a trade scenario for you, Yurko. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, what if you were to trade with the Patriots, the first pick for the third pick, yep. and grab uh, the uh, wide receiver, the Harrison kid? Right. What and else? then pos- What else am then I getting pos- from the Patriots? Right, and then possibly get their second round pick for this year, and then also get their first round pick for next year. Too much, and and that center uh, that they got named Andrews, who's on a like a four year contract, it's kind of reasonable. I think it's too oh, much. Their center, oh yeah, yeah that I seems think, like it be too much. I think you've gone too much. Yeah, probably. I think you can go. Thanks, Steve. Um, third, drop to third. Get their second rounder and get a player. I don't think you're gonna get there first next year. There's not big enough drop. The point differential is not big enough. Do you know what I'm saying, Carm? Yes. So there's a drop, but I don't think the point difference is big enough for you to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Uh real quick, are you going to be I think tonight's the night. I hope I have the date right. Uh, will you be tuned into uh, MLB uh, Hall of Fame selection? It is tonight, It is by tonight, the way. right? Yeah. yeah, Adrian Beltre, I think. You think Beltre's going? I think Beltre's I, the guy
2: that right. gets Helton's in. Helton's like right there, right? He's, He's like, on the cusp. There's another guy, too. Helton and Wagner.
1: I think uh, Helton and uh, Mark Burley are right, at, right there on no, the cusp. No, Burley only at 10.8%. I think he no. makes a charge this year. It's Helton and Wagner, and then of the new guys, Beltre, you're going? Yeah. That's a pretty good call. And I think Joe Maurer should be in. That'd be my the catcher. I, out of yes, Minnesota. I would say Joe Mauer. Should also be in. Now, if it's not the first ballot thing, okay, if you has the way to, wait I mean, a year I'm or not, two. I'm not going to argue with you. I know you won't. I like you. But Look uh, at you all over Adrian They, they only do
2: two, right? They only do two a year. They never put three people in. Jeez, they Joe should be Joe Morgan's putting, over there with a baseball bat. He doesn't let more than two people into the Hall of Fame. They should be putting four
1: in. Well, we'll find out. I think Beltran, the first-timers, to me, Beltran and Ma were very deserving, and then maybe the two that came very close last year. Helton just missed and uh Wagner was at you know 58 like stupid though. You know how stupid baseball people. Who are you are. going? Who do, waddle, who do you want? Who do you
4: want? Joe so He wanted to dead. let you guys know that Joe Morgan is dead. Yeah, but Joe yeah, Morgan's there. dead.
2: We know Joe Morgan's dead. <laughs> no, I don't care. The ghost of Joe Morgan's there. Who cares? That guy here is dead. Well, He's a he's offended. Yeah.
1: A oh, poor Waddle. Yeah, he's, he's the only guy in field we, Chicago we offend the Reds that cares about Joe Morgan. Speaking Here's of Waddle, guy. crosstalk coming up in 2 short minutes. Yurko's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final
2: word. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word, to word on Carmen and Yurko.
1: Number two. I heard that, Yurko. I mean, right with Adam. I'm like, right, right with Adam standing got a hot right box. There. What do you want what me to do? Crap.
2: You want me to affect my health?